welcome to the Empower Church podcast. My name is Matt Garner, and I'm the pastor at Empower Church here in Melbourne, Australia. We're so glad you've joined us today, and I am believing that today's message is not only going to inspire you and encourage you, but it's going to empower, equip, and challenge you to be everything that God has called you to be. Hey, if you want more information about what we're up to at Empower Church, just jump on our website, empowerchurch.co, and all the details are there. We really hope that you enjoy the message. Well, good morning or good evening or whatever time that you are watching um, this stream or or podcast. Um, Welcome. Thank you so much for just streaming in and um, we're just so aware in this season the importance around gathering around the word and um, this is just one of those ways to do that and you know as as we look at Acts and the early church and you look at Acts 2.42 where it said that they um, gave themselves to teaching and to um, the breaking of bread, uh, to fellowship and to prayer. And like those four keys are the keys. And it doesn't matter if you're in a building or where you are or what time of day it is. If you can find two or three people and gather around those four things. So whether it be the word like we're doing right now or you reading your Bible around communion, around fellowship and community and connection. And then, of course, around prayer. And within that, we we include um, worship as well. And So, you know, this weekend, we're not going to have any uh, formal gatherings, um, but what we would encourage you to do is gather together with a couple of other peoples, uh, peoples, a couple of other people or, you know, another family, just in a safe context, um, something that works for you. And just do one of those four things or at least one of them. Um, That would be that would be. amazing you know like it doesn't always have to be uh, structured and we just thought being a long weekend that um, that would be a good way to approach it this weekend but um, in addition to that at four o'clock today or on Sunday um, we're going to be jumping on Zoom at 4 p.m. so that's Matt and I and just um, to take an opportunity just to casually Um, I suppose, bring you more into the picture of how we intend to move forward practically. And I just want to thank you for your patience and your understanding as we're in this transition phase with uh, restrictions changing so much, but also just um, while we figure out and get clear around some of the restrictions and the guidelines in the context of our church community and the best way to move forward. We met with heaps of um, pastors on Zoom this week and it's amazing. Different, There's so many different churches doing different things and so we're just um, in the process and working with a team to try and work out the best way forward for us. Really just considering and seeking the, um, not just the spiritual well-being of um, our church community and for, for you but also just emotionally and physically. Um, so really considering it holistically but we um, stay tuned for that because um, or join, join us on join us on Zoom um, this afternoon. That would be awesome. Well, you know, wow, just what a season! It's been a while since, um, yeah, I've preached. I think this is probably the first time in this lockdown, and 
you know, as we certainly are not at the end and we've still got a long way to go, but I suppose as we come out of this uh, immediate, I suppose, lockdown as we have, have known it for the past few months, you know, I just reflect and there's been so many complexities, so many difficulties, so, so much hardship, but I think in the midst of it, there's always something that we can be thankful for. There's always something that, um, yeah, we can, we can just be grateful for. And I think that's uh, a, a good posture to, to have in this season. And as, as I reflected on, and I, I, I think of um, Upenu and whenever he prays, he says, thank you, Lord. Thank you for the gift of life. Um, and it just encourages me and it inspires me because, um, you know, just, just the breath in our lungs. I'm so thankful for that. If we've got nothing else but we've got breath when we wake up in the morning, that's a great thing to God, give God praise for. You know, in, in this season, I don't know, perhaps you've had more time with family and learn a few extra card games or maybe did a puzzle for the first time or, you know, learn a new skill or, you know, babies have been made and babies have been born and, um, you know, there's been marriages uh, in the last few weeks. I've heard so many testimonies of people getting new jobs and job promotions. Um, so just there's so much to be thankful for. But I suppose in, um, on, on the flip side, uh, I suppose we do need to recognise that it's been an incredibly tough season for, for the church but for society in general. And I don't know one person, one family that hasn't been impacted in some way or form, um, but certainly some uh, more than others. And so I just want to let you know for, for those that have been struggling during this time and, you know, not just with the complexities, complexities and the challenges of the pandemic itself and, and the lockdown and all that brings, but the added challenges and grief around, um, you know, the loss of loved ones um, or illnesses or negative diagnoses and being in hospital or not being able to visit family uh, in hospital. And um, I suppose from Matt and I, we have been thinking of you, praying for you and just trying to be there, um, us and our team, as, as much as we can. And I suppose I want to um, just acknowledge also um, and just, I suppose, take a, a moment just to be really vulnerable in that um, I, I haven't been as present in, in this lockdown as um, I would have liked to be, um, perhaps as much as I, I should be. And um, and I want to let you know, know that it's not because I, I, I wasn't willing, but really this, this lockdown, like so many others and so many of you, just hit um, really hard. And so for a, a season, I felt like I needed to just hibernate a bit and wrestle uh, some things through. And, and I say that for a couple of reasons. Um, one, I suppose, just to apologise if... Um, I haven't been able to support you in the way that um, you've needed in this time. But secondly, just to say that, um, you know, I sympathise and I recognise that some of you are going through um, really, really trying stuff. And um, it, it has been a wrestle. And so I want to share around that today. Just be, 
be really vulnerable and just be really real. And I just pray that Holy Spirit right now, even in this moment, would open up hearts just for you to really be able to receive the word and receive what he is doing in this moment, in your life, in your family's life, in our community, in our city and in our nation. So before we start, let's just pray. Lord, we just take this moment just to acknowledge you and to exalt your name. Father, you are so good and we just proclaim the name of Jesus over every family today. We proclaim the name of Jesus over homes, over schools, over workplaces, over this city and over this nation. And we ask Holy Spirit that you would come even today like a rushing wind, even like the, the, the great winds that we've seen. Would you, would you come? Would you come? Would you come in power? Would you come in influence? Thank you, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. And you know, I don't know about you, but as we reflect, I suppose I want to ask you, what, what has been your greatest challenge in this season? And, you know, have, have you had questions? Have you said, you know, why God or Jesus, where are you in this? And have you perhaps even doubted your faith? And, you know, I'll put my hand up. I've certainly had questions and for me it's it was a wrestle there was even um, somewhat of shame connected to it because um, I, 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 I thought and I said surely I should not have these questions surely I shouldn't um, have these doubts and I've, I've heard it preached throughout the the years that you know, if you have doubt, then that's that's wrong, and that's that's not faith, because you're you're out of faith, and therefore all doubt is wrong. And um, look, the word, and 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 usually the verse that is referred to is in you know James one eight, where it where it says, you know, um, he who who doubts is in unstable in all of his ways, and um, but. I was just thinking about it. I'm not trying to diminish um, the negative impact that doubt can have. And we certainly acknowledge those scriptures and even the times that Jesus said, you know, do not doubt and ye of little faith if only you believe. But what I am asking us to consider today is just um, a greater perspective, um, which we see uh, in both the Old Testament and the New, New Testament, where, um, where, where Jesus, where, where, where the Lord, where, where God does not shy away from um, those questions. He doesn't shy away from that doubt. He doesn't disqualify um, because, of, uh, because of it. And, you know, just to give you some, some examples, Job, who we often look at and go, you know, he stood firm to the end. Um, he trusted God and he came out at the other end. And yes, absolutely, he did. But sometimes we gloss over those middle chapters where he had some really intense questions that he posed to the Lord. And then, you know, we, we think about Abraham and how, how he doubted. He doubted the promises of God. He questioned 
God, yet in the New Testament, um, you know, he's referred to as the father of faith, as the friend of God, yet he had doubts. You look at the, the prophet uh, Jeremiah, who knew the word from a young age, yet he questions, where uh, he, he, you find him questioning the Lord. And then you go to the New Testament and you've got John, John the Baptist, John the Baptist that grew up with Jesus, who knew Jesus, who was there to prepare the way for Jesus, yet, um, you know, when he was in, in prison, he, he sends and, and he says, is, is, this really, is this really the Messiah? Is he, is he, is he really um, the one that they, that they talk of, that they prophesied about? And, um, of course, there's, there's, there's doubting Thomas, who's, um, you know, has, has had that, that, that terminology. But... Um, you know, Jesus didn't shy away <clears throat> from those questions. And I love it uh, where he says uh, in, in the Gospels where, where he says, t uh, where, sorry, when a man says to Jesus, I believe, but you, would you help my unbelief? And so doubt in itself, I believe, is not wrong, but it's actually what we do with it. And I'm speaking right into the heart of um, individuals right now. And it might not be you, but it may be something that one of your family members or friends or someone in your e-connect is going through. And there's this wrestle. There's these questions. Why? There's these doubts. And then there might be people today that are trying to suppress that try or have got shame associated with that or are thinking that, you know, um, this, this is wrong or, or this is a sin. And I want to say today is that God knows, God knows and he is not scared of your questions and he is here, he is willing and he is available. And, you know, even when we look um, intellectually speaking, if you look at research, it, it shows us that asking questions and curiosity um, is, is actually enhances learning. It enhances growing. If you think of a little child, I think of my little daughter, Maya, and it's just like that. Why? 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 That why stage. And if children didn't ask the why, they would be stunted in how, how they learn and how they grow. And I don't think it's any difficult, uh, different for us um, uh, as, as we grow and as, as, as we mature. And, and in fact, the, the research shows that it's not just the, in the asking of the question, but in that actively seeking, actively seeking an answer. And some, some research concludes that we uh, do not, in fact, grow unless we experience some doubt and personal labour um, and, and personally labour through different questions. So is it possible that um, God actually placed something in us to be curious and to ask questions? But is in that... Um, is God calling us not to um, draw back in that time, not to think of something like that, that it's shameful, not to see that as you're coming further away from God, but actually in this moment, he is drawing you closer to himself. Matthew 7, 7 says, 
ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. And for us as, as a church community, as families, um, and, and I think as even the, the church at large, God is calling us to a place where we would seek him, that we would ask the questions and we would seek an answer. And we would not be, um, you know, a lot of the time that verse is used in the context of uh, asking, like, you know, we've got our list, uh, our list of requests, like we've got our Christmas list. God, would you do this? Would you do this? Would you do this? But no, I felt the Lord impress on um, this verse on my heart in relation to asking, asking for more of him, seeking for more of him, wanting to discover and go deeper in a deeper revelation of who he is. And, you know, in, in Acts 20, not Acts 20, Acts 17, 24 to 27, um, this, this is awesome. So turn there if you've got your Bibles. In, in verse 24, it says, The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of the heaven and the earth and does not live in temples build, built by human hands and he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man, he, was, he has made all nations that they should inhabit the whole earth and he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so they would, and there's that word, seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. But he is not far from any one of us. He wants us to seek him. He wants us in the doubt. He wants us in the struggle. He wants us in the midst of our questions. He wants us in the midst of um, even if you feel in despair or in disappointment or we're in, um, in a, a low time or in a high time. He is calling us to seek him and he is not far. He is near to you. You may think that he is far away. You may think that he's left you. You may think that you have left him, but you have got to know that he is close today. Even though we can't gather in a physical building or how we have been so accustomed to meeting, he is not absent. He is still there and he is um, longing for you to see after him. He is longing for you to ask, to seek and to knock. You know, um, we were praying with our, our, our eldership last night and as we were praying, I just felt that that verse and you, you see it in Isaiah 66, but then you see um, Stephen refer to it in Acts 7, um, 48. And it says, um, however, the Most High God does not live in houses made by human hands, as the prophet says. Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. What kind of house will you build for me, says the Lord? What kind of house will you build for me? And where will my resting place be? Has not my hand made all of these things. He is, he is near. He is close. He is present, even though we're not present in the building. His, 
Um, his, so heaven is his throne room and earth is his footstep, is his footstool. So he rests, he rests, he rests in you. He rests in us as the body of Christ, as the church. So in the midst of your questions, in the midst of doubt, or if you know others that are going through doubt and questions at the moment, it's not so much, I think, the, the doubt, but it's perhaps what we do with it, how we respond. And, um, you know, with, with, with in the midst of the questions and the doubt, who are you asking? Are you, are you asking your friends about it? Are you consulting your friends? Are you consulting um, social media or Google? Um, or are you going to him first? And it's not, you know, we really encourage community and we encourage wise uh, counsel. But where is your first place? Where is the first place that you go? You know, if we think of the verse, Jeremiah 29, 11, possibly one of the most quoted um, scriptures for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans to um, prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Do you know, you know that verse? Well, do you know what the verse uh, says after that in, in verse 12? It says, then you will call on me and come, to, come and pray to me and I will listen to you. Then you will call on me and I will come to you. Sorry, I'm going to choke. Sorry. <coughs> when you call on me and come to me and pray to me, I will listen. Jeremiah goes to say in, in, in Jeremiah 33, 3, call to me and I will answer and I will tell you great and searchable things that you do not know. And the context um, of, of Jeremiah 20, 29 is actually Jeremiah uh, getting a word from the Lord and writing a letter to, um, to Israel that has been brought into captivity into Babylon. And it actually says that the Lord brought them into captivity and so they're in this place of captivity. They're in this place where uh, in the natural, uh, you know, there should be oppression and um, so much negativity associated with it. But in the midst of that, he says, for I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And instead of running away, instead of going about it your own way, he was calling the children of Israel back to himself. And he used the time of captivity. He used the context of hardship and what they wouldn't have perceived as being a fruitful time. He used it and he said, I'm near, I'm close, will you come? Will you call out to me? Will you ask of me? Will you seek me? And it's amazing how he said, even in the midst of captivity, even in that place, 
He says, you know, go ahead, get married, have children, buy homes, plant plants. So even in the midst of captivity, the Lord was caring for them and causing them to expand and to prosper. So, you know, as, as we, I suppose, just start to just drill down and, and, and um, bring it to a close, it's like, firstly, if you're experiencing doubt at the moment, and some of you, you know, may be asking those questions and you even think like, oh my gosh, am I questioning the fundamentals of my faith around Christ and his divinity and, you know, his resurrection and, and his death and resurrection and everything that we stand for? Can I perhaps suggest that in this time where there's been so much pressure, so much fatigue, perhaps there's been disappointment and despair, that perhaps that doubt is not doubting your faith at a fundamental level, at a factual level, but a fact, in fact is just an emotional doubt connected with this season. And that instead of thinking that this is you coming away and coming further away, it's actually an opportunity to lean him in, to ask him, ask him the hard questions. He is not afraid of the hard questions. The Holy Spirit is your greatest teacher, is your greatest comforter. Jesus knows he is with you and the Lord is near. And so, you know, I've asked Matt to come. Hello. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> um, because I know for me in, in this season, um, one of the best ways that I connect with the Lord is uh, in worship. And I know for me in that hard time, there was even like, a, oh God, I can't come and worship and it was a struggle and I'm so thankful for the ones that gathered around me that were in my home, that worshipped. You know, we've got um, Coralie, a girl from Perth, living with us at the moment and she's just been such a godsend. You know, God knows. God knows what you need. God knows who you need. And whether it be Matt or whether it be her, they would just sit on the piano and they would just worship. When I couldn't worship, they would worship. And so this, 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 this moment, and I just want to take the opportunity just to worship and just to lean into his presence. And for you, that might not be your primary place. For you, it might be in prayer, it might be on your knees or it might be you walking along the beach or in the bush and calling out to him, crying out to him, whatever it is for you. Or it might just be in his word as you read it, asking those questions, reflecting on that, meditating on his word. So wherever you are, you know, whether you're in a home or, I don't know, maybe you're listening to this on a podcast in your car, would you just lean in? He's calling you. 
would you call to him? The Bible says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Jesus is present. There is hope. 
is joy. There is freedom. We thank you for that. We thank you for that. So if I can just continue or encourage you in this moment, if the Lord is speaking to you, if he's working on your heart, just to stay in that place. And you know, for you, just I suppose a couple of other practicals. If that um, doubt is potentially associated with the fatigue, and let's face it, this lockdown, we're, we're, we're living in lockdown fatigue, right? Or if you've heard, had hurt or grief or disappointment. You know, there's also practical stuff that we can um, do. You know, the Bible says, I, I pray that you would prosper even as your soul prospers. You know, for some of you, you just need some rest. You just need to turn off your phone, turn off the noise. There's a reason why the Lord uh, talks about us having the Sabbath, and it's not to restrict us and put a law and a, a, a restriction on us, but it's actually to refresh us. So for some of you, you just need time out. And, you know, for, for others, it, it is just the calling out. It's just reaching to him, it's calling out to him. It, it may be the rest, but if that's not enough for you in this season, and perhaps you've got some some trauma or some some grief, can can I encourage you? Reach out, reach out. There's no there's no shame. Reach out to an eConnect leader. Reach out to one of our team. Reach out to me. Reach out to to Matt. It may be that you sit down with a, a Christian counselor or or a, a psychologist and really. Um, allow them to help you walk through um, some of that grief or trauma and help you to realign your thoughts to the Word of God, to what Jesus says about you. So, um, yeah, we're just going to leave it there. Thank you so much for, for, for joining today and just for having a hope and, uh, an open heart. And as I said, you know, just ask the questions call out for him, seek him, knock on that door because he is close, he is near and he wants to answer, he wants to open that door for you. So let me just quickly pray, Lord, I just thank you for your presence. Thank you for what you've done today and what, for what you're doing and what you're going to continue to do over this long weekend in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.